Welcome to Dyslexia Notes, a space to examine the intersection between music and dyslexia. I'm Karen. I'm a professional oboist with over 25 years of experience as a performer and teaching artist. I also have dyslexia. I'm here to share some of my stories and strategies with the hopes that they might help someone else along the way. In the last episode, (laughs) I mentioned that if I learn a piece well the first time I encounter it, it stays in my fingers forever. It's wonderful. I can come back to something years later and it still feels familiar. I can brush it up and be ready for work. Unfortunately, there is a piece that defies all of my attempts to nail it down. This piece has shown up on my performance calendar with two separate orchestras this summer, and it continues to be the most dyslexia-challenging monster of my entire career. It's caused me so much grief that I once made a YouTube video about how much I hated it. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, it also happens to be one of the most beloved classical masterpieces of all time. I'm talking about Scheherazade. I know, it's a masterpiece, and I love the audiences love it, and I have to admit, it's a great piece of music. The colors, the storytelling, the melodies, it's all gorgeous. But I get frustrated because I've performed it many, many times over many, many years, and every time I have to play it, it feels as if I've never seen it before. This time around, I am determined to lock it down. The good news is that a lot of the piece is coming back faster than it has in the past, but the wave motive is a huge exception, and it's still proving to just really hard to master. It's the that part. The waves show up mostly in the first movement and a little bit at the end of the piece. So, you know, it's these undulating broken chords, and they are a quagmire of ever-shifting accidentals. Because of the chromatic nature of these passages, you're constantly moving through multiple accidentals per bar. And it all looks a little squishy on the page. It's just a hodgepodge of sharps, double sharps, key changes. It feels very overwhelming. And I have a really difficult time decoding all of it. In the past, I've relied very heavily on audiation as I've prepared. I know how it's supposed to sound, and I would use my ear to kind of guide me to playing it correctly. The problem with that is that it's a rather backwards way to do it. I would hear the right note in my ear and then kind of hope my fingers would get to the right place. Doing this has gotten me through like individual performances, but it hasn't built the long-term mastery that I want. It never felt locked down. So... I sat down for a bit and I thought, what can I do differently this time around? And I've been doing all this research about dyslexic thinking. Is there something from that research that I could bring into play here? What I landed on is patterning. People with dyslexia are very good with pattern recognition. I could always hear the patterns, but I hadn't thought about them and really torn it all apart in a way that was helpful. So I've been digging into how the patterns are structured and then linking that to a sense of the kinesthetic familiarity in my hand. So just like, how does it feel? How does it look? Get that all linked up. When you're learning to play an instrument, you spend a lot of time practicing scales and triads because they are the technical building blocks of everything you need to play. So even though this piece is spelled in a visually complex way, when I focus on how it feels in my hands, I'm like, oh, that's just a lower neighbor note, or that's just a triad with a top note of each one moving down the scale with each repetition. So it's suddenly it's not this wall of inscrutable notes. It's just kind of a fun interplay of patterns that I've already played a million times. 
And right there is the most important element of all this. Changing how I approach this passage, leaning into where my strengths are, has shifted my practice of this from being overwhelming and frustrating to actually being kind of fun as I like uncover all the little twists and turns that Rimsky-Korsakoff has woven into the texture. I'm still working to feel completely solid with it, but I'm feeling a shift with it this time around. I can feel it sinking in deeper. So I guess the moral of the story here is to work to your strengths. Visual decoding, not my strength. Pattern recognition, bring it on. Previously, I was too focused on the visual and not enough on the kinesthetic. By shifting my focus, I've been able to bring a sense of ease and confidence to the passage that has definitely been lacking in my past encounters. I'm actually excited to perform it this time around, and I hope that if you have your own personal hair Scheherazade, using this technique of playing to your strengths might help you conquer it. Until next time, I wish you very happy practicing.